This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. I hate turkey hunting. I'm freezing. Me too. It feels like 25 below. 25? Did you know you can get up to 25% off grocery store prices at BJ's Wholesale Club? Up to 25% off? BJ sounds perfect for Thanksgiving shopping. They have really good turkey prices too. Then what are we freezing our bleeps off out here for? Let's go to BJ's. Save in club or shop on BJ's.com and pick up in club or curbside. BJ's. Absurdly simple savings. This episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast is brought to you by God is My CEO, a prayer journal for entrepreneurs. I am so excited about this journal because it is the first ever prayer journal specifically for entrepreneurs. God gave me this idea a little over a month ago for me to create this journal for business owners. And I am just amazed with the response that has gotten thus far, the people who've been able to pre-order it and download the, the virtual digital version um, and get started with growing that relationship with God and allowing God to be the CEO of their business. This journal is amazing because it has a space for you to surrender your business to God. Uh, it has a space for you to write down your million dollar ideas that God is going to give you as you grow in your relationship with him. It has a place for you to write down your answered prayers so that you can constantly be reminded that if he did it once, he'll do it again. There's a page, there's a section called I feel, but I know. In that section, it allows you to navigate the difficult feelings and sometimes just the very personal feelings of being an entrepreneur and relate that to what the scripture says so that you can be encouraged in those not so sexy parts of entrepreneurship. There's also a section for sermon notes. So if you guys are like me and you watch a lot of sermons online or if you just attend church, there's a section for you to take notes in there as well. And then, of course, there are the journaling pages. So there's there's a morning and evening section for you to journal and spend time with God every single day. So I'm so excited about this journal. I've been getting such amazing responses from everyone who's pre-ordered already and been able to utilize the digital version. So make sure you go to www.blessedandbossedup.com so that you can pre-order yours today. Let's start the show. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up presented by Anchored Media an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. 
Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I'm your host, Tatum Tamia, and I am so excited about today's episode per usual. Yesterday was Father's Day, and I definitely want to say happy Father's Day for any of the men who listen to the show who are fathers, but I really wanted to just extend my heart and prayers out for anyone who has a tough time on Father's Day. You know, the the day falls on a Sunday, so you may be starting off this Monday a little bit rough because the holiday brings some not so great memories. So for anybody who may be dealing with the hurt or the residue of an absent father, a father who may have gone on to be with the Lord, a father who may uh, whose presence may have been damaging or father who may be incarcerated, anybody who's dealing with any type of tough times or not so great feelings because of Father's Day, I just really want to send my heart out to you and my prayers out to you. I pray that the Lord just blows a breath of peace and joy throughout this week for you. I pray that even though you may be dealing with some things or even though that you may feel uh, away as a result of the holiday, but that you have peace and joy in knowing that God is the best father, that he is the perfect father. And that even though your earthly father may be gone or may be flawed, that, uh, God is the perfect father, that he will supply all of your needs, that he will provide you with comfort in this time. So I definitely wanted to take a second to just say that because I know as yesterday with all of the the father photos being posted, it may not be a great day. I know even for me, my father is incarcerated and I don't really have any negative feelings, though, towards Father's Day. I still got my data card and I'll be mailing it today. Uh, But I did get to spend the day with uh, my future father-in-law. So I still had a great day. We went and watched the World Cup with him and and got some African food. So it was definitely a great day for me. But I know a lot of people who may be in similar situations as me may not be able to handle it that way or may still have a lot of scars as a result of a strained or absent father relationship or the grief of losing a parent. So, uh, yeah, I just definitely wanted to just extend my heart out to you guys so that you don't feel left out or so that you don't start this week on a not so great note as a result of that. Now, on today's episode, I wanted to talk about, well, the title of this episode is going to be called Get Out of Your Own Way. And this is very much so a rant, but I tried to organize this rant as much as possible so that it's not just me rambling, but you guys can really get some things from what I have to say. What brought this rant about was I was just scrolling through social media and I do follow a lot of people who are coaches or influencers in some type of competitive of capacity and they a lot of times people will post things like what are some of the the biggest struggles you're having in business or what are some questions that you have about business or what are some things you think that are keeping you from being able to go from side hustle to being a full-time entrepreneur so occasionally I read those comments not occasionally pretty much every time I read those comments because it does give me a lot of insight into my target audience and what are some of the things that they may be struggling with and some of the questions they may have which may shape either a podcast or something that I may offer down the line so I definitely love to read those comments just to get a sense of where the state of mind is of this young black female uh 
either entrepreneur or aspiring entrepreneur. But for some reason, as I was doing that or reading those comments, it was recently it just really been getting on my nerves. And I think what got on my nerves the most is just because a lot of the problems or questions or I'm going to call them excuses because that's what they are, are very uh, similar. Like a lot of people are saying the same things. And I have a lot of conversations, even myself, with whether it's mentees or people who reach out to me for whatever reason. And a lot of people have the same problems or the same excuses when it comes to reaching their goals. And that's what I wanted to talk about in today's episode is just get out your own way, because a lot of times everything that you think is stopping you from your goals are only small things that are distracting you from who your biggest opposition really is and that's yourself you are looking at not knowing what marketing strategies to implement in your business as the thing that's stopping you from being able to go from side hustle to full-time entrepreneur when the reality is is you it's not that that's just distracting you from the fact that you are in your own way we're entrepreneurs we are problem solvers so if you're focusing on the problem as opposed to solving it then you're the problem and that's all it comes down to I think that's what gets lost in this world of entrepreneurship and and influencing or or motivating or inspiring people who are entrepreneurial it gets lost in the fact that entrepreneurship at its core as entrepreneurs at its core excuse me we solve problems a business is created to solve a problem therefore you are a problem solver so whenever you have a a problem that comes up in your business it's your job to solve it and not magnify what the the problem is rather than focus on what can you do to reach the solution and that is what I see a lot of when it comes to people discussing what's stopping them from reaching their goals it's too much emphasis being being put on the the opposition and consequently that distracts you from what the real problem is and like I said the real problem is you and I remember I say this all the time on this podcast is what you focus on magnifies if you spend so much time focusing on not having the funds or focusing on not being good at the quote-unquote business part or focusing on not knowing what marketing strategies or not knowing this focusing on every single thing that you view as a problem they magnify it feeds that fear that you already have entrepreneurship is risky and whenever there's risk there is a fear present so fear is not a reason to stop fear should be expected because you're taking a risk but the reason why you're being held stagnant by fear is because you're magnifying the problem as opposed to magnifying the need to find a solution that's our job as entrepreneurs to solve problems I remember when I first wanted to become self-employed there there can be a thousand reasons why Uh, or a thousand excuses I can find to feed my fear of being a full-time entrepreneur. But I was like, okay, yes, it's going to be difficult or hard to find um, the income to be able to replace my nine to five. Yes, I'm new in business, so I'm probably going to make some mistakes. Yes, it's hard to find support from family and friends in the beginning because they don't understand the lifestyle or understand what I'm trying to do. Yes, all of these things are are roadblocks or all of these things are 
I guess can be perceived as problems, but I wasn't going to let that become an excuse. So instead of focusing on all of the things or all of the reasons why I'm, why I should just stay at my job, I'm like, okay, how can I focus on the solution? And what I realized in the beginning, my first business was my youth program. And what I realized was this is not the vehicle that's going to take me to the dream. So I need to figure something out. I don't like, I know what I have to do to make the money that I need to make to be able to leave my nine to five, but I don't necessarily want to do that. I want to just focus on the giving back piece. So it's time for me to switch stuff up. Let me move on to making a business out of a, a, my more professional skills as opposed to just my heart project, which was the youth program. And that's what I did and why I moved into consulting. So I'm solving my problem. I hired a business coach who's, who focused specifically on helping entrepreneurs go from nine to fives to full-time entrepreneurship. I, I hired her. I did whatever it is I needed to do um, in order to make that happen. And a lot of people make the excuse or make the, yeah, make the excuse of it takes money to make money. You would need to have money to invest in business. That is the stupidest, stupidest. I'm listen, y'all, I'm I'm not apologizing, but I'm going to be real harsh today because I told y'all some rant. That's the dumbest excuse I've ever heard of not having money. There are so many ways to make money these days. There's so many things we could sacrifice. You can literally go to the dollar store and buy, um, let's say a frame. You could go to the dollar store, a dollar tree, buy a frame for $1 and sell it on eBay for $3 and you just made $2. There's so many ways to make money. It makes no sense. When I first decided to hire a business coach, she was not cheap. I did not have the money. I was living uh, in Northern Virginia by myself on a decent salary, but still taxes when you single and don't have no kids (laughs) be raping you. So I didn't have a lot of discretionary income, but instead of focusing on, oh, I don't have the money to invest, where can I get the money from? So I cut back on my grocery bill. I started taking the train, which I hate, (laughs) instead of driving to work to save money on gas and parking in D.C. I decided to work for my mother's uh, business, cleaning buildings, to make extra money to pay for that. I asked my family who did believe in me and was willing to invest in my dreams to help me um, with some stuff. Like, I did whatever it is I had to do. It was at one point I looked around my apartment And I was selling stuff. I sold, I had a bunch of stuff from when I first moved that I got as gifts. And I sold them things. I sold candle holders. I sold fruit bowls. I sold clothes. I sold shoes. I was the eBay queen because money was not going to be the reason why I was going to be stuck at a nine to five forever. You're not going to tell me that money is so important that it's going to stop me from living my dreams, especially when it's so easy to get. Come on now. If you got a car, you could drive people around and get money. Money is so easy to get. So it should not be an excuse. But the problem is, like I said, we focus so much on the excuses. We focus so much on the problem that it, that we magnify it. We focus is so much on money that we magnify it to the point where it keeps us stagnant to the point where it feeds our fear and then our fear keeps us stagnant so here we are year after year still at a job that God been wanted us to to quit he been wanted us to um leave and do our business full-time but we were too afraid to do it and I had an interesting conversation with my fiance yesterday and it wasn't actually a full conversation but he was telling me that he realized something when we were in church he was saying that 
it kind of hit him that a lot of times when we are praying for stuff, we are limiting. What's the best way to say this? We allow the language or the specificity of our prayers to hinder us from recognizing when the prayers have been answered. And what I mean by that is we're praying and asking God for financial increase, for example. And because we don't see a random check in the mail or a random deposit in our bank account or somebody on the street doesn't hand us a check or some money that we feel like we don't get it. But God actually gave us an idea instead. But we're not looking at that idea as financial increase. We're just looking at it as something else that we're not going to be able to do because we don't have money. Because, again, we're magnifying the problem as opposed to the solution. So we miss out on the blessing or the answer to our exact prayer because of our own limited perspective because we're in our own way because we've allowed the devil to corrupt our minds so much to where we don't even realize when God is trying to bless us and a lot of people ask me all the time how do you hear from God God always speaks to us but the a problem that we all have is we aren't able to drown out the noise to be able to hear him and noise is not always outside stuff noise is can sometimes just be your perspective noise can be both internal as well as external. So it can be your own brokenness speaking to you. It can be you magnifying a problem as opposed to looking for a solution that's stopping you from hearing from God. It can be you looking at fear as as opposed to looking at fear as just something that comes with the territory. You looking at it uh, so much that now it becomes this big thing is stopping you from being able to hear from God or to rest in the promises of God. Our perspective can be the the seemingly small thing, but it's powerful enough to totally disrupt us from being able to hear from God and do what it is that he wants us to do. But that's how the devil works. The devil is the most uh, y'all get the book um, Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Meyer. Seriously, I'm not even going to go into detail about it. Get that book. Maybe I'll do a podcast episodes on these books one day. But for right now, go get that book. Um, But the devil is the most patient and strategic spirit. And the devil, if he knows that, hmm, all I can do, if I just get her to to focus on the fear or focus on the problem, she's never going to do anything. So let me just do that. So instead of him sending like snakes in the grass or sending scammers or sending all this, he don't have to do that. All he has to do is is cloud your perspective and totally destroy everything God wants you to do in your life because you focusing on what don't matter. Crazy, right? But we have to start looking at things that way. And we have to start checking ourselves in the sense of saying, why am I spending so much time talking about this? Something that I that I personally hold, do to hold myself accountable uh, to myself is if I talk about something too much before it's done, I'm, I, I shut up. I'm like, I'm not doing this no more. When it came to this book, I was like, I'm tired of hearing myself talk about this book and it's not done. This is this is ridiculous. I could have gave you every excuse in the world because the devil did try me when it came to writing this book. But I knew the reason he was trying me is because this book is going to help so many people. So I, so he put me through periods of depression and periods of doubting myself and periods of thinking I'm not qualified and periods of of count of being shameful for anything that I've ever done wrong and periods of all of these things 
to stop me from writing this book. But I had to get to the point where it was like, I'm tired of talking about this. It needs to happen. This needs to happen because the people need this. And this is one of my points that I wasn't even going to get to until later, but it's perfect to bring up now is one of the things that we focus on a lot of the times is the what if. What if my business isn't successful? Listen, statistics say that 92% of businesses will, will over 90% of businesses fail. Statistics also say that over 90% of people do not fulfill their dreams. So let's be clear. Statistics are not on our side. They never will be. So let's stop talking about them. Instead, let's focus on what we're going to do so that our business can be successful. But we spend too much time on the what ifs. What if this fails? What if um, I don't make any money? What if I have to go back to a job? The worst thing you can do is go back to a job. Like what? The worst thing you can do is end up exactly where you at. So what is the problem? But we get so caught up in the problem or, or these what ifs. But my question for myself, every single time I get caught in that, and the question I'm going to ask you is what if you don't? What if you just don't? I met somebody recently. I don't know if I told this on the podcast before, so forgive me if I did. But she is a few years younger than me, and um, a mutual connection hooked us up. And she was looking for, I don't know what she was looking for, but the person she was talking to thought of me, and they linked us up, so we went out. And as I was talking to her, she was just... She was literally Tatum a few years ago. She is, I'm going to say was, she is literally Tatum a few years ago. And I was talking to her like, wow, because it made me realize everything that I went through is so I can pour it into somebody else. Everything that I've gone through and continue to go through is so that I can give it to somebody else. Like, so back to the question of what if you don't, what if I didn't persevere through certain things? Who would she have? Who would that person have put her in contact with? What if I didn't start this podcast? What would that mean for the hundreds of thousands of people who listen to this show? What would that mean for that? What, it's not about what if you do, it's what if you don't. What, what if I didn't decide to, to follow and chase after God and what he wants for me? What would that mean for my kids? What if I didn't deal with the pain of repairing familial relationships? What would that mean for my legacy? What would that mean for my, for my future? What would that mean for whatever? What if I don't? It's not about what if. It's, we got to stop getting so caught up in ourselves that it's all about what if I, what if I... No, what if you don't? What does that mean for that person that God wants you to help? What does that mean for that person who your story is going to inspire? What does that mean for that person who's committed suicide, who's thinking about committing suicide and don't see a way out that you can now tell your story to and show them what life looks like on the opposite side? You are a beacon of hope for somebody. We are all a beacon of hope for somebody. And what if we just gave in to whatever it is that we're going through? What does that mean for them? And I don't know about y'all, but for me personally, the thought of that outweighs anything that I may be feeling. I'm never too caught up in myself to feel like me not getting the things that I've been selfishly praying for are more important than somebody else's life not being changed as a result of me going through it. I'll go through it. I'll sit out outside like the weatherman in the middle of a storm holding on to a pole if that means that somebody else is going to be able to 
uh, overcome their storms too. I'll do whatever it takes because my life is not about me and your life is not about you. But we've gotten so caught up in being so daggone selfish and so self-centered and so narcissistic that we're so worried about little things like money when legacy is on the line. We're so busy worried about little things like what if I got to go back to a job? When legacy is on the line. Come on. Come on, y'all. Anyway, man, sometimes I think, like, I read messages that people send me. I read emails that people send me. I read the comments about this podcast, uh, the reviews. And I'm like, what if I would have been too afraid to to change the show up? What if I would have continued on with the original plan me and Milan would have still just been chopping it up every week what what would that mean for the people who are, are struggling in faith and entrepreneurship and can't find anything that merges the two what would that mean what would that mean for other people who are called to do similar things as me who feel like they're not they can't do it or they shouldn't do it or they don't know if they're going to be successful by doing it what does that mean for them I don't know about y'all but if I feel like if you were to stop and think about what does what if you don't then you will totally find the encouragement the motivation whatever it is that you're looking for to keep going and if there's one thing somebody told me this recently and it really hit me they were like God will give your assignment to somebody else if you don't do it. And that killed me too. That was enough to get me together. Like, what? Imagine if God has told me all of these things to do in my life, gave me all these instructions, gave me these amazing ideas, and I did nothing. Or I did the bare minimum, but I didn't take it to the magnitude that he wanted me to. And then he decided, okay, since you playing, I'm still going to get the glory. I still need to reach the people I need to reach. I still need to for my will to be done. So since you don't want to do it, I'm about to just take this over here and give it to somebody else. And then you sitting back and you watching your purpose be fulfilled because God gave it to somebody else. Like what? No, I'm not having that straight up. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. So all of these excuses, they can be what they're going to be, but I'm not having it. I'm going straight to the solution. We solving problems. If it take, if I got to fight it spiritually, I'm going in my prayer closet and I'm getting to work. If I got to turn my brain on, because I may, I may love God, but I'm smart as I don't know what to. So if I got to turn my brain on and figure this out, then I'm going to do what I got to do. Period. It ain't about excuses. It's about the solution. And we got to do whatever it takes for uh, us to fulfill the things that God put down on the inside of us. We got to stop being punks. We got to stop letting the devil use our brain to punk us, to keep us stagnant, to keep us regular when God called us to be extraordinary, to keep us dealing with the bare minimum when God called us to live in abundance. I was writing in my book, um... Yeah, I was writing the introduction to my book. And in it, I talked about how when I was growing up, I used to go to, um, I never grew up in church, but I would go to church a lot. Depends. If I was with my grandmother, then, of course, she goes to church all the time, so I would go. Or when I got a little older, my mother would make me go to church some Sundays, but I I didn't really grow up in church. Um, so I would go to my grandmother's church and it's an old school Baptist church. And I never really understood why 
they will all it will always seem like a poverty mindset. Like when I think about it, it would be like it's always a a, a bare minimum. We only asking God for the bare minimum. Or because I, yeah, we should be grateful for things like our bills getting paid on time, of course. But God wants us to live in abundance, not just in the bare minimum. But it was always just this this spirituality or faith rooted in struggle as opposed to rooted in prosperity and abundance. Now, you got the mega churches on the flip side who take the prosperity thing to a whole nother level. But when I just remember thinking like, does God only want me to just, I don't really like these, the way that they live in. <laughs> Their life looks poor and boring. Like, I know God wants more for me. And as I got older and just learned and, and more recently been able to learn what God actually wants for me and what he has for me specifically about building a relationship with him, it's like, no, I can't get caught up in these excuses. I can't get caught up in tradition. I can't get caught up if people don't understand. They don't need to understand. Ain't nobody understand nothing Jesus was doing. They don't need to understand. Being misunderstood is a part of the game. So what we tripping for? And I promise you, if you, I promise if you read your Bible, like I didn't realize how much the Bible really applied to everyday life. And I know this sounds crazy, but I really didn't until I started making God the CEO of my business and my life and learning more. I realized how much I was able to reference the Bible to my real life. Like being misunderstood is a part of the, the plan. So go ahead and expect that. So when it comes up and I may change, let's say go from the Black Girl Boss podcast to the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast and people looking at me crazy like, why would you do that? That's expected. I know you're going to look at me crazy because of my decisions. Duh. <laughs> you know, I know that it's going to be scary to do what God says. I know that. But that is a part of the territory. But the, the best thing about doing what God says in your business and um, living out your life for God is that you you are able to brag different because your success is guaranteed. The things that you go through is promise that you're going to go through the fire and not get burned. So I ain't worried about nothing. I don't have to be stressed because I have the privilege of being a child of God and doing what he called me to do. Now, yeah, nevertheless, let me get back on track. I told y'all this was going to be a rant, and I was going to try my best to keep this organized for you. But, yeah, so my first point really was just everything that you think is stopping you from your goals is simply a distraction from who your biggest opponent is, which is you. And as entrepreneurs, we solve problems. We don't dwell on them. What you focus on magnifies. So focus on a solution and don't focus on a problem. My next point was, instead of worried about what if, don't live in your life, your life in the what if. Focus on the what if you don't. Think about those people that you that that are relying on you to get through this. The people that are relying on you to push through, to feel the fear and do it anyway. What if you don't? What does that mean for your children? When when because you're so scared to to take your leap of faith that your boss can tell you when or when you can and can't go see your kids or go to your kids school or pick them up because they're sick what when one thing I appreciate growing up my mother was in a network marketing company so not necessarily an entrepreneur but kind of she um she had the freedom of her time that was my exposure 
to entre- the lifestyle of entrepreneurship. If I called out sick, she was at my school to pick me up. She had to ask no boss for it. So I knew for me, when it came to me having kids, my ki- my boss not going to tell me I can't go pick my kid up from school. What? No, I'm out of here. But I knew that, okay, I, I now I'm exposed to that, so I need the freedom of my time. There have been people who God has called me to, to keep under my wing, in a sense, of saying, I need you to expose her to something. So when you're working on your business, find ways to include her so she could see what it looks like. So that when I'm calling her to do certain things, it'll be a lot easier for her to do it because she saw you do it. Or listening to um, one of the ladies who work, who used to work with me with social media, she was going to a job interview for, it was like a marketing job, I think. And she was like, oh my gosh, I knew so much just by working, just by working with you. I was able to answer so many of the questions in the job interview. And I, I was actually able to, to know exactly what was going on because of what I did with you. Like what, it, what would happen if... I didn't just persevere with what God told me to do, even when I had all the excuses in the world, which may be valid excuses to some. But what if you don't? Um, The next point was put the same energy that you put into business development into personal development. And the reason why I say that is is kind of to elaborate off of a point that I've made before, that broken people build broken businesses. Put the same energy into your personal development because it's just as important as building up the knowledge that you have in your business. And the you neglecting your personal development is a huge reason why you're in your own way in the first place. It's because you haven't worked on the things that you need to work on within yourself. Something that aggravates me that I see um, on social media, I know it's, it's like a lighthearted joke, but I feel like it's rooted in a lot of seriousness. Whenever somebody posts like pictures of Sierra and Russell Wilson or any other couple you may admire, it's always somebody like, send me the prayer that you said to get this man or whatever. It hurts my nerves because I think it further perpetuates this idea like there's a cheat code to get something quick. Like because somebody else was able to do something or obtain something that you may desire that they can somehow give you the cheat code for you to control or delete it in your own life. Well, that don't even make sense. But whatever, for you to somehow manifest that in your own life. So if Sierra was to literally type out her uh, Russell Wilson prayer, I promise you a whole bunch of people will really say that prayer thinking that they about to get Russell Wilson. Now, we do not know these people's lives in real life, so we can already stop there as uh, magnifying anybody or putting anybody on that much of a pedestal to where you want what they have because God wants something much better for you that's more fitting for you, but I digress. But but back to what I was saying, the reason why it it irritates me to to see that is because it reminds me a lot of when people ask me certain things. Uh, well, how did you, how have you got grown your relationship with God? Like, what is the secret or what's the secret to this? What's the secret to being self-employed and staying self-employed? What's the secret to that? Whatever. Is so many people really don't really want, don't really want to know. You guys do because you listen to the show and you listen to me talk about the details every single week. But a lot of people really don't want to go through what you have to go through. You want to be a diamond without the pressure. You want to be um, a beautiful masterpiece 
without being disfigured. You want God to perfect everything that concerns you without going through the hurt of being perfected, without being broken down for him to build you back up. It's a a lot of people or really just get so caught up in trying to get to success. You're not really willing to go through the pain that it takes a lot of times to get there. And that's why I believe a lot of people focus so much on business development as opposed to personal development, because personal development is painful. It hurts. You really got to go through some stuff. You really have to look at some areas that you don't want to look at. I promise y'all, I'm preparing like to get married I've had to look at areas within myself that I've never had to look at before. I've had to hold up a mirror to things that I really don't want to ever see again. And it's such a painful process, but you always end up better as a result of it. You always end up better. You end up a better entrepreneur. You end up a better wife. You end up a better mother. You end up a better leader. You end up a better influencer, somebody that's actually leading people to positive things and not just fluff or foolishness. You end up um, a better servant of God, a better servant of people. You just end up better if you really allow yourself to go through it. And so for the people who have all of these excuses or who are suffering from what I talked about before of magnifying the problems, it's you working through those problems and getting to the solution that is, yes, painful, but it makes you better on the other side. So we have to stop looking at them and change our perspective to stop looking at them as such big things and looking at them as opportunities because that's what they are. They're opportunities. They don't feel good. No, but it's temporary, especially if you're doing what God called you to do. It's all temporary. Don't let popular cultural social media pump you up to think that being broken is cool. It's not cool to be broken. But being broken is so popular that when you cussing people out online or disrespecting others or exposing people or um, in these toxic relationships, it almost feels as if it's normal because brokenness has become so popular that whenever the the sign of doing something difficult to be healed presents itself, you run away from it. Yeah, that, yeah. So again, put the same energy into uh, personal development as you do into business development. And the last thing that I wanted to say is imagine what your life and your business will look like if you chase God the way you chase down these influencers. And what I mean by that is we have to get out of the space where we idolize people. One thing that I really pray for as God elevates me, uh, remember we talked about discernment last week, is I really pray that God allows me to see people for their character and not for their achievements. Because there are a lot of successful people who are not of good character. There are not a lot of successful people who are not godly, who are not good people. So I, I always pray, I'm just asking God, as you elevate me, I'm gonna stay low. And what I mean by stay low is I'm going to stay on my face in prayer. I'm going to stay on my knees in prayer. I'm going to stay low with my head buried in my Bible because I want to make sure that the the devil doesn't use a person of, of influence or affluence 
to throw me off or hurt me in any type of way. And I want you guys to really adopt the same mindset. Just because somebody has a certain amount of followers or a certain amount of success or a certain certain amount of money, it does not mean anything. They are still people. They're still regular people. And I tell people that even when you meet me, I know that it's nice to meet somebody who you listen to in a podcast uh, every single week or who or I may have impacted you in a positive way. I appreciate that. But never look at me as anything more than just Tatum, a regular person, a, a super regular and flawed person. I make mistakes. I do some things really well. I do some things really badly. I do. I have good days. I have bad days. You know, I live my life with God, but sometimes I mess up. A lot of times I mess up. You know, sometimes a lot of times I mess up, but I always get back on track. But we live in this age where everybody is an expert or everybody is an influencer in some type of way. Or we may look at these people and admire them in such a way to where it, it clouds our mind or it clouds our discernment or it uh, it makes them we put them on the same level of God in a sense because we are able because we are able to actually see them and not see God. And a lot of us don't make this mistake on purpose, but because we see this person all the time, we see all the things they're doing, we see that they're so successful, we see that they make all this money, we see all of these things, because we see that and we don't necessarily physically see God, we put these people on his level and that's not what we need to do we need to run to God the way that we run to ask these experts and influencers questions to be practical don't ask anybody something that you have not taken to God first whenever somebody asks me a question especially especially if they ask the question after saying I've been praying about this or I've been praying and fasting about this and then the question comes after I always Excuse me, I always give my advice, but I give it with the caveat of once you pray and fast for something, ask God to send you confirmation if you're not sure about what you're hearing. And I talk about this in the book as well. I created like a two-step system for you to know that you're hearing from God. But a part of it is ask God for confirmation. And especially ask him for confirmation without telling anybody, because that way he can um, show you things and you know that you haven't told anybody about it. So now you're able to be that much more sure that you heard from God. But don't just pray and get up. You have to really position position yourself under God to be able to hear from him and drown out all of the noise that we talked about before so that you can be able to hear from him. So, again, instead of asking your favorite person questions I really really suggest that you pray uh, uh, pray about those things first you can maybe ask them for advice or ask them about their experiences because the bible does say seek wise counsel but always pray about things first and also pray that the counsel is wise wise is an adjective so if God is telling you yes uh, seek wise counsel you got to make sure they're wise and the only way that you're going to and wisdom is rooted in knowing the word of God and the only way that you're going to be able to be sure that they are wise by God's definition not by what you think then is um, the only way you're going to be able to know that is if you really pray about it and also, don't admire people so much to where you feel like they did something better to you or they have some cheat code or they got some special sauce or special prayers. No, they don't. They're humans just like you. They are not better than you. God will bless you just like he will bless other people. So don't minimize yourself 
and maximize other people. The only people, the only person that you need to exalt in any way is God, period. And also um, to this last point of chasing God is remember that does not exempt you from going through struggle, but it does give you guaranteed success. Now, I'm going to go through these points one more time because I know this was a rant and then I'm going to wrap this up here. Point number one, entrepreneurs solve problems. We do not focus on the problem. Number two, stop worried about what if you if. What if? Worry about what if you don't. Number three, put the same energy you put into business development, into personal development. And number four, imagine what your life and business would look like if you chase God the way that you chase these influencers. So to shorten that, Chase God, not influencers. <laughs> okay. Chase God, not people. Uh, so, yeah, that wraps up today's episode of the podcast. If you do want to ask me questions that you have prayed about or you just want to know my advice or whatever, you can still do that. Um, go to blessedandbossedup.com slash. I don't think it's a slash. You just click on ask a boss and you can submit a question or you can email me Tatum at TatumTamia.com. Follow me on Instagram at TatumTamia. Uh, follow the podcast on Instagram at Blessed and Bossed Up. And also leave us a review on iTunes, please. Thank you so much to everybody who has left a review. Your kind words really mean a lot to me and they're very affirming. As I'm on this journey of just doing whatever God tells me to do, I love to hear you guys' feedback. So please leave a review. And I think that will wrap up today's episode. I will talk to you guys next week. Oh, I hate turkey hunting. I'm freezing. Me too. It feels like 25 below. 25? Did you know you can get up to 25% off grocery store prices at BJ's Wholesale Club? Up to 25% off? BJ sounds perfect for Thanksgiving shopping. They have really good turkey prices too. Then what are we freezing our bleeps off out here for? Let's go to BJ's. Saving. 